Welcome to episode 17 of the Rochester Club 476 podcast. I'm your host, Jake Marchand, and this show includes speeches given by me and my fellow Toastmasters at our club in Rochester, New York. We meet every two weeks, and this episode is from our meeting on January 5th, 2023. If you are not a member of Toastmasters, I hope this podcast helps you see the value that these clubs bring. To put it simply, Toastmasters clubs are individual groups that come together to assist each other with public speaking. Some do it for personal reasons, and some do it for professional reasons. And Toastmasters is international with over 15,000 clubs in 149 different countries. Anyways, I'm going to get right to the episode. If you want to learn more, you can listen to the intro episode of this podcast, or go to the show notes for a direct link to the Toastmasters website to find a club that's local to you. First up is my speech. I'm Jake Marchand, and I have been a member of Toastmasters for about two years now, and the title of this speech is Next Level Communication. So here's me, Jake Marchand, with Next Level Communication. Thank you, Mr. Toastmaster, fellow Toastmasters, and most welcome guests. So why do we come here every two weeks? What is the main goal of what we're doing here at Toastmasters? Why do we show up? It's to become better speakers, right? But it's more than that. It's to become better communicators, I would say. There's a big difference between just speaking and communicating, and I think the difference to that is you're speaking, but you also reach the listener and you're able to connect the two. And so they're not just listening, they're able to really connect to what you're saying. That's what being a great communicator is all about. And for my speech tonight, I'm going to be talking about the level two pathways. Uh, it's called understanding your communication style, and it gives you a great tool so you can figure out what communication style that you have, what your strengths and weaknesses are, so you can up your game and have next level communication. So I'll be covering what the assessment was, what my results were for the assessment, what I learned from the assessment, and hopefully that encourages you to take the assessment for yourself and learn what communicator you are so you can improve as well. So the assessment, if anybody's ever taken a personality test, it's pretty similar to that, but it's designed strictly for what your communication style is in the workplace, and so there's a lot of work-orientated questions and you also get to, it also, I would say, is a leadership type thing as well. If you're moving into a leadership role, it's a great thing to learn how to be a better communicator in that role. And my results, when I came out, I was mostly a direct communicator. And I would also say that I'm an analytical communicator as well, because I scored five in direct, four in analytical, and only two in supportive and one in initiating. And so I'm definitely not supportive and initiating, but I would say that I'm both direct and analytical. And looking at the results of it, I would say I'm definitely a mix of the two. I'm not one of those per se. I would say there's things that really relate to me and who I am and my communication style a little bit from each one. And what I notice is in direct communicator, I'm definitely results oriented, or results oriented, sorry quick and decisive, and with analytical, I'm definitely cautious, 
strategic, and I wouldn't say I'm naturally disciplined, but I'd say I definitely operate best when, I'm, when I keep myself disciplined. And so let me go through a few examples of how I relate to the results that I've gotten. So my change in plans between 2022 and 2023, in my free time, I like to write mainly. And I published my first book in 2020. And so from there, I was really taking a long time to think about what I want to write on next. And once I hit 2022, I was really focused on research. So it was a lot of reading. And rather than waking up, working out, and being disciplined, I realized I needed to spend that time reading and researching. And so that's what I did. But it, after a while, kind of made me be less disciplined. I was more socializing and building relationships with people than I was uh, before then. And so in 2023, I'm going to gear back in, get more disciplined. And I think I'm going to find that that's really where I operate best is when I am working out in the morning and I get to spend that time uh, writing, doing what I love. So it said that my weaknesses too are can be seen as impatient and demanding as a direct communicator and as analytical, it said, can be seen as a perfectionist and a loner. And I, I've noticed I've gotten that feedback on both ends. And so another example, let me talk about my plan in my new role at work. So I'm moving into a leadership role where I have six or seven people under me and 60 plus projects a year that I need to handle. And so I need to make sure that I'm not being a perfectionist or a loner or being too impatient and demanding of people. I really need to work with everybody, realize everybody's an individual. And so to do that, I'm going to, at the start of this role change, really get to know everybody and talk about how we do things a little bit differently, even though we're working similar projects, and then bring everybody together to talk about how we can improve in our, in our daily job and realize there isn't just one way to do thing, do things and just bring people together and educate especially the newer people on why we do things differently. And so that's how I can take this, what I've learned, and really hone in and, and get away from my blind spots, my weaknesses, and hone my strengths. And I've taken personality tests before as well, and it was very similar, but the, like I said, this is much more focused on your communication style and I think it helps very much with leadership as well. And so I implore you to try it for yourself. Go, I am betting that it's not just my motivational strategies pathways. I'm betting that many, if not all, of the pathways have this. And so look for understanding your communication style, and it will let you take that quick test. You can find out what communicator you are, even if you don't want to do the speech itself, if you just want to take the test and try it for yourself and improve. <clears throat> that certainly was a difficult pathway speech for me, but I'm glad I can share it here on the podcast and hope that you enjoyed listening. Next up, we have a return speaker to this podcast, Mr. Daniel Rubin. Dan has been a member of Toastmasters for four years now and this was his first time giving this speech. The title of his speech is Cutting the Cord. Now here's Daniel Rubin with Cutting the Cord.
Thank you, Mr. Toastmaster, fellow members, most welcome guests. How many of you have canceled your cable or satellite subscription? How many of you have never even had a cable or satellite subscription? For the first time in US history, last year, there were more people watching TV with streaming services than cable. It's also known as over-the-top TV services. I've researched four most popular streaming services. I'm going to be providing a list of pros and cons for each one. go. As you can see, the past few years, Netflix has been the historical leader of the streaming services. Last year in 2022, there was a little bit of a shakeup. Amazon Prime Video actually took over the top spot, and NBC launched Peacock and actually was able to break into the top 10 as a new service. Top spot goes to Amazon Prime Video. Why is this? If you have an Amazon Prime subscription, it's already included for free. If for some reason you don't have an Amazon Prime subscription, it only costs $9 per month. Offline downloads. If you're going on a flight or a train ride or somewhere where you might not have great internet connection, you can simply download your favorite shows and movies Watch them from the convenience of your phone, your laptop, or your laptop. The most watched shows, The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, The Boys, and Reacher. Amazon paid $715 million just for the rights to Lord of the Rings. And then they spent more money than any TV show in history to produce the first season of The Lord of the Rings. Finally, live sports. Also last year, Amazon decided to pay about a billion dollars per year to stream the next 11 seasons of Thursday Night Football. The very next day after that announcement, they had a record number of Amazon Prime signups. What are the downsides? Their free and their paid content is mixed together, and their user interface is a little bit clunky and confusing. They've been receiving this feedback over time, and it has gotten a little bit better. Netflix. They have the most content and the absolute widest range of content. Traditionally, they've been a legacy content provider, but they've been transitioning to an original content provider. And their attempts to compete with the big Hollywood studios, they produced over 80 movies just last year. They have a great user interface. And the recommendation system, you give a thumbs up or a thumbs down while you're watching a show or movie, and their algorithm will spit out some great recommendations for you. They also have the convenience of the offline downloads. And some of their most watched shows are Squid Game, Stranger Things, and the recently released Adam's Family spinoff Wednesday. The biggest downside to Netflix is their cost. They have been increasing their price every single year, and even their cheapest basic plan with ads is $7 a month, when some of the competing platforms are totally free, or they max out at around $5 per month. Hulu. 
The main purpose of Hulu is if you want to watch the current seasons of TV shows from ABC, Fox, and CBX the very next day after they air. There are some great original shows, such as The Handmaid's Tale or Only Murders in the Building. There's also the ability to bundle with Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. I'll talk about the bundle on my next slide. The cons. It's just less overall content than the behemoth that Netflix is, and they did just lose all of their NBC content, which may be important to you. Finally, Disney. Disney has been on an absolute insane spending spree the past several years. They've acquired Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, and all 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Their most popular shows right now are The Mandalorian, which is set in the Star Wars universe, and Loki, which is set in the Marvel universe. They have great parental controls because they're aiming to be the best family-friendly platform. Finally, the ability to bundle with Hulu and ESPN+. If you absolutely want ad-free, you can get all three services bundled together for only $20 per month. If you're primarily going to be watching Disney, and you don't mind watching some ads with Hulu and ESPN, it will only cost $15 a month for all three services. Finally, the biggest drawback to Disney is they will make you wait a long time for their theatrical releases. They want to maximize their box office before bringing their movies to their streaming service. Whereas someone like Netflix might be same day, or they'll maybe do a tiny little two-week theatrical release window. So what am I streaming? I had been streaming Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. However, I just ditched Hulu, which increased their price to $15 per month, and signed up for Peacock, which is only $10 per month, to continue to watch my favorite Law & Order shows. If you're interested in any of the services, they do all offer free trials, and there's usually some great promotional deals for new subscribers. Great speech, Dan. Thank you for that wealth of information and for sharing this speech with us on the podcast. Well, there you go. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hearing those speeches from myself and Daniel. If you did enjoy listening to this episode, the best ways to support are to either go ahead and leave a review where you are listening or share the podcast with someone who would enjoy as well. Also, if you'd like to give some feedback to either Dan or myself, I will leave my email in the show notes. If you're interested in learning more about Toastmasters, just head to toastmasters.org. I will leave a direct link in the show notes for you. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time on the Rochester Club 476 podcast.